Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Weapons of Mass Discussion podcast. Glenn Snyder here on the phone with me tonight, Dr. Corbett Everidge. Hello, hello. Hey, hello, hello, hello. Hope everybody's doing well. Uh, I hope they are, too, in this crazy, crazy world that's going on around us. Uh, I'm doing, hoping, uh, doing as well as you can. <laughs> uh, I'm just so glad that we live, you know, and we got such a strong and, and viral and, uh, and masculine president. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't I'm gonna, I don't know about you, but I'm going to sleep better tonight. <laughs> Um, I think we're in trouble. Yeah, I think yeah. we're in big trouble. Yeah, so, you know, that guy's got to take a damn Viagra just to keep peeing on his shoes. I don't know. You know, and as we record this tonight, earlier today, that was, you know, that was the meeting of, of Biden and Putin, and I haven't, I haven't got a chance to catch up on the news this afternoon to see what became of all that. But uh, oh, it's good eating, buddy. Oh my God, I can just. I want to tell everybody if you really want to either, yeah, if you want to get a good laugh. If you want them, just for whatever reason, just give yourself a, a, a severe upset stomach. Or if you really want to see how insane the world is, log on to Twitter. <laughs> yeah. They they need to outlaw that thing. I, I mean, you know, they need a dad blame. Uh, I mean, just put a, a, a warning label on that. Like, you know, don't, you know, like they tell pregnant women not to smoke. Yeah. They need to tell moderately intelligent, sane people not to log on to Twitter. Mm-hmm. Cause it will fit. You can physically feel your IQ dropping reading some of that crap. Yeah, I've never. I mean, other than you know, I'll see an article and they'll have a cut and paste of a Twitter comment or something. But I have never actually went on Twitter. I just. I just oh come on, man! You no, got, man. You got to do it. I mean, it's like you know, I, I, I've never done heroin, and so I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to draw me in. I, I, I think heroin will probably be safer. <laughs> yeah, but I just I ain't getting in that fray. Uh, you know, I, my, I, my nerves, I I couldn't take it. You know, they probably you know I, I'm I'm actually thinking about going down to the local pharmacy and get me some Narcan that way when I log on Twitter <laughs> and just juice it, you know, in my in my left ass cheek and be done with it. Lord have mercy. Those people are insane, man. <laughs> they are. Well, real quick, I want to do uh, to shout out on our. Uh, to everyone that we we've actually we've added a few subscribers here recently on the YouTube channel and our our listenership on the the audio podcast is just it's doing, it's awesome it's just great so uh to all you guys all over the all over the world all over the place that that want to chime in and listen to what us two goons have to say we really do appreciate it I do yeah exactly you know we're going to I've got some firearms related stuff coming up here. It's kind of funny, as a matter of fact, sitting right here, right to my immediate left in the, uh, in the jihad room. Mm. I've got three bolt carriers for AK 47s. Uh, mm. let's see what I got over here. I got a, a recoil spring that is from, uh, East Germany and a couple, uh, Bakelite pistol grips. So, uh, we're, we're back in the building business, ladies and gentlemen. And there, and there is a, there is a message behind what he just said. What he is telling you is, now is the time to stock up on parts and components mm-hmm. for any of the firearms that you have. It doesn't matter what you have, AK, AR, 12-gauge shotgun. Um, having spare parts is just like having a car. If you got a car and something happens to it and breaks, if you don't have access to parts, you know, that car is useless. And so it's a smart idea to go out and get those uh, those backup components just, you know, just in case. Um, yeah. In which I'm, I'm going to show my bias here, which is why the, the AK is superior is because it has less moving parts. <laughs> I knew he was going just, there. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I went there, and I'll, 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 that's not a round trip. Either. I am not arguing with you, not one bit. <laughs> I, I have, I have, I have, uh, I have the set. <laughs> so, uh, but 
kind of the the road we're going to go down tonight. Uh, he and I were talking, and this is kind of something that we've we've witnessed and, and saw and dealt with over the years. And the the conversation will go kind of broad, but uh, um, it does have a little personal connotation to it. Um, something we're going to talk about tonight: uh, the word phonies, phonies. Somebody that you know is basically out there uh, showing out to be something that they're not. And you say, well, how is that really related to self-protection, self-defense? Well, oh my God, here we go. Um, this it, is going to be a spider web tonight. Well, let's just take let's just take martial arts, okay? Let's just let's just start there. You know, when people say self-defense, self-protection, first thing they think of is taking a martial arts class. So let's start there. Um, w- when you go to pick a school to train or take your kids to train at. Um, you want to at least have some basic understanding and knowledge of the people that are going to be teaching these skills to you or your family member or loved ones or whatever the case may be. And, you know, just because somebody's got a certificate on the wall, they got a couple of fancy pictures, you know, in martial arts, there's lineage. That means, you know, that information was handed down from this person to this person to this person to this person to this person over a, a period of time. You know, if you go to train with someone and, you know, who was your instructor? Well, I, I taught myself. Oh, or it's somebody that nobody's ever heard of or they can't they can't produce this person. Uh, red flag, you know, you might be dealing with a phony. Uh, you know, there are people out there that, for whatever reason, so they just strap on a black belt. They never earned it. They never went through the paces to get it. Oh, God, no, you're not going there, are you? I'm going to go almost there. I'll stop before we go over the edge. <laughs> you know, we, you know, personally, I know there are some folks out there that, um, that found themselves in a, a position of teaching people martial arts i'm not gonna call it self-defense it's not that we'll call it martial arts sports martial arts that one day they just showed up and they had a black belt on um you know and that's all fine and dandy but the problem is you're tainting the knowledge pool when somebody does that you know i trained for two or three years i must know it all i'm gonna throw on this black belt and i'm gonna go teach me a class the problem is um you're doing an injustice to the people that are paying you their hard-earned money to learn a skill. And, you know, that's just, it, it kind of, it gets under my skin and I have a problem with that. You know, it's none of my business because it's not my money going out to pay this person, but I hate to see people being duped by someone who is, you know, putting themselves to be something they're not, you know, essentially a phony. Um, something we've talked about, actually, we actually touched on here recently in a, in a previous podcast, uh, people in the military, you know, you were in the military and you know, the, the, the I don't call it the art, but the act of stolen valor, you know, everybody, you know, everybody's a Navy SEAL, right? Anybody that was oh. in the, any, they could have been, uh, in the national guard, but you know, when they go talking to somebody, they, they were a Navy SEAL. I actually d- had a woman one time who looked at me and said, you're the first guy I've ever met that was in the Navy wasn't a SEAL. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
And I just assumed that, you know, everybody had been telling her they was a SEAL. But I'm like, well, yeah. no, ma'am, I wasn't. They're I wasn't. a SEAL or they're Delta Force or a Ranger. They're, and everything's classified, CIA, you know, it's, you know whatever. Uh, and we, we've actually talked about Don Shipley in the past. Family named Don Shipley, he's up in uh, Maryland. That uh, He's a retired Navy SEAL. I believe his son is a Navy SEAL. And he uh, he has a YouTube channel called Former Buds 131. It used to be called Buds 131, which was his, his Buds class. And uh, he got banned off YouTube about a year and a half or two years ago. Uh, they they said he was bullying people. And what he was doing, he was basically going up and confronting people about their stolen valor. And anyway, they laid him back on. So now it's his channel is called Former Buds 131. And I advise anybody to go and check this out. And what he does, he goes out and he finds phony Navy SEALs. And just just a real quick note, there was one episode, if you go watch it from a few weeks back, uh, he found this guy. And this guy was really sticking to his story. And so next thing you know, he's calling out Marcus Luttrell, claiming he you know he was at Buzz with Marcus Luttrell and calling him, yeah, he wasn't that good a swimmer. All this kind of, I'm thinking, are you kidding me? And, and, what, and, and, and listen, it, it what's crazy is he's filming himself talking to this guy on the phone. And in the background, you see his wife. She's on the other side of the room doing something on the computer. And when that guy starts calling out Marcus Luttrell, you kind of see her real slowly turn around, look at the camera like, what in the hell? So a few minutes later, she disappears in the kitchen. And you can hear her talking in the background, but you can't understand what she's saying. A few minutes later, she comes back. She's got Marcus Luttrell on the phone. <laughs> they, oh, had, they had him on speed dial. I mean, you know, that, that, that's a tight-knit family, man. Those those guys, they, they know each other. I mean, you know, you, you people don't think there's not that many SEALs at any given time. I mean, that's a small fighting force compared to, you know, you know, a basic infantry platoon or something. And uh, but anyway, so they got him on the phone. The guy's like, and Latrell was telling him, said, listen, man, you don't need to be going on saying stuff like that. You're going to get yourself hurt. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to cross the wrong one. But this guy, you know, the, the people that, that Don Shipley calls out are phonies. They're full of shit. You know, they do it to get either military benefits, get special treatment, or just, you know, they, they do it for some reason they, to, to get something out of it. And they never put that into it. You know, and that's, that, that is just wrong. It's absolutely wrong. I got a different take on that. Okay, I, I fully agree with you that you that they do get something out of. It. I mean, especially in our world, you know, there there's a couple instructors that I would that, in my opinion, are I, I'm going to be very kind when I use this word, but dubious. Okay, uh, that are published authors that are very very prominent on on social media and but. You know, here, here, here's the thing. When I when I start to see somebody that I think is kind of of, of of straying in that path, well, I didn't like the philosophy of this order. I didn't like the you know the, the mechanics, or and so I took what I thought was the best of of what I learned and I made my own system. Mm-hmm. Well, I learned it on the street. Okay, okay, and and there's not certainly experience as a great teacher. Mm-hmm. But when you start to see things like that. The one common denominator, Glenn, that I've seen amongst all people, I mean, you know, in the military, you know, like you said, you know, you know, I mean, I've, you know, you can't throw a rock in American society now and not hit a, hit a, a Navy SEAL. You know, hats off of those guys. It was very tough training, but, you know, but you're looking at something here that they're, in, in reality, and this is no slight to any of those guys, so please don't misunderstand me, but they're a very small segment of the military. That, that Exactly. You know, and there's a reason for that. You know, because it's freaking hard. <laughs> you damn right it is. <laughs> exactly. You know, but 
the harder something is, the more the more people want to be associated. The problem with it is, is they don't want to invest in themselves and and, and take something out of themselves to put into something like that mm-hmm. to become something that, quite frankly, they're not cut out for. Right. When you when I see a phony, it is because that person has a deficit that they cannot that they that they inherently know that they cannot overcome. No, and you and I have talked about this quite a bit, but about you know about black belts. Mm-hmm. If you've got a person that goes to a two year program and they they beat on a punching bag and 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 learn basic techniques and they they may be crisp with them, and under that set of rules they become a black belt. I don't have a problem with that, as long as you're honest about it. Okay. When you come up and say, you know, that you're battle tested and, you know, you've, you've, you know, won this world championship and that world championship. And your instructor was, you know, from a, from some remote village in, in Siberia <laughs> that, you know, you haven't heard from in 20 years. Yeah. That becomes problematic. Yeah. Because what you've done now. Is, is it that is the the ultimate form of ego because nobody can question you mm. if if your or if your background if your credentials cannot be, cannot stand up to scrutiny I think that's probably you know number one as, as the biggest sign of ego and I that could, that transcends martial arts I could go with with Navy seals just mm-hmm. like that guy called out Marcus Latrell mm-hmm. you know Politically and everything, there's a lot of things that Marcus says that I don't agree with. But at the same time, I'm I'm not going to criticize the guy on what he's done because I did not do that. That's right. You know, I mean, come on now. I mean, you know, there, there's 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 a, such a thing as called is called professional and 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 you know, and human decency. So when I see that, I'm like, oh, this person is operating from a, from a point of view of deficiency. You know, in the military, I've never understood this. If you wanted to have stolen valor, I mean, the easiest way to do this is tell somebody you work for the CIA. Because, I mean. It's all top secret, classified. Well, I mean, if they say, well, we've never heard of this guy. Well, see, I told you they're going to deny me. I was good at my job then, wasn't I? Right. <laughs> well, then if they come and say, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, he was, uh, he was with us for 10 years. Well, then you validate that person again. He's probably going to wind up dead in addiction about 36 hours. You know, I mean, yeah. honestly, think about it. Yeah. You know, we're at that age now, you know, where if somebody comes and says, yeah, we were undercover operatives for the KGB. You know what? Everybody's going to know you full of shit. Yeah. Yeah. All they got to do is go on Wikipedia for about 45 seconds. Yeah. But people continue to do it. Yeah. People don't want to work to earn whatever title it is. I could give a shit less about titles. In my world in academia with PhDs, I've been doing some reading today. I was I was I took a day off today because I, you know it's just been a crap week where I work because I I got into a physical altercation with somebody Sunday night, and <laughs> I just I yeah yeah yeah. It's, <laughs> I'm I'm sorry I'm laughing because I've heard the story but it it it's classic it's just classic but anyway but you know 
and to be fair, I've always told I've always told all my students, and I've told all the guys I train with, if you got to use your hands, you've already you've already fucked up. Well, that applies to me too. Yeah, I mean, but it is what it is, and a few seconds later, everything was hunky dory again. Uh, and, but anyways, uh, you got me damn sidetracked. But with the PhDs, you know. I was doing some research over the past week, and in my field of criminology, what I'm starting to see is you're seeing probably greater than 75 to 80% of the people that are teaching in my field have literally zero practical or professional experience in this field. None. They go straight from graduation to teaching. To teaching. Yeah. They've never, I mean, there's probably a great number of these people that have never sat down with a convicted felon. Never. I mean, not even talk to these people. You're finding less people that have ever actually served as a police officer, uh, corrections officer, probation officer. Mm-hmm. There's probably not very many of them that even even have been a, a could not even have laid claim to being a mall security guard. Right. Now, does that make them a phony? Not necessarily, because that level of academic training, you know, I'm, I'll meet them halfway. It is rigorous. But then you've got to come from a real-world perspective, Glenn, where you're now teaching the next generation of police officers, of corrections officers, of, of investigators, of FBI agents. And you're, you're, you're teaching them from a, from a point of view of deficiency. Okay. Then you've got the other side of it to where you've got a large number of people that claim to be my peers We'll look down on you based on where you went to school. Um, well, you didn't go to, and I've, I've strayed away from this for so long because I haven't kept up with it, but well, you didn't get your PhD from, uh, from Michigan state, or you didn't get your PhD from SUNY Albany. A couple of those were the big, big time schools when I was, when yeah. I was in school. What does it matter? Right. As, as long as the quality of work and the quality of, of, of knowledge that you're putting back into the field, what does it matter? To me, that's that's the equi- that's almost an inverse equivalent. Yeah. You know, so, but what you're what I'm seeing now, it, it's in the martial arts, and I've said this before. I'm not a BJJ guy. I've never set foot in a BJJ class. The closest I've done is sit and watched a couple of them. But they have a fantastic quality control with their product. If you claim to be a black belt and, and, and they, they pay very strict attention to their lineage, yeah. they will call you out. And in some cases, they may even force you to prove, to prove what you know. Yeah. Excellent. Keep doing it, guys, because that has been a fatal flaw amongst karate practitioners over the past, I'll say, probably 10 to 20 years. Yeah. You know, you know, for God's sakes, we got people in this country now that can't that that are even faking what race they are. Uh, we can't get uh, can't get away from the phonies, can we, man? <laughs> I mean, you know, you got a woman that that you know that Rachel Dolezal. I mean, and she, you know, you you notice how quick they've they've swept her under the rug. Yeah. You know, 
if you saw a picture of her several years ago, she was raised, I mean, she was a, a, a white girl raised by white parents and she decided she wanted to be black. Okay, whatever. But you got to understand something. Sooner or later, somebody's going to find you out. Yeah. And they ain't going to be happy about it. No, I mean, you know, you go and, 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 and do things to your hair to try to make you look like a black lady. And then you go in and, and basically get into a tanning bed to the point you look like a, a chicken nugget for Wendy's. And then you get upset because somebody figured out that you're that, that there's no other way to put this, Glenn. You're, you're a liar. Of, you're full of shit. You're yeah. full of shit. Yep. But we live in, a, and I can't speak for other countries, I mean, because it's interesting to note on this of how our societies on issues of moral morality and, and virtue have flip-flopped. Yeah. You know, you know, if, if, if thinking that Vladimir Putin is more virtuous than our president and, 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 and the Russian society is where we used to be, if that makes me a communist, okay, then fine. Call me a communist. I don't care. But facts are facts and, and objective reality is just that. Right. But we live in we live in an empire of lies. Yes, we do. Um, and, and, and you know, and that's where you keep hearing your know, conspiracy theories, conspiracy theories. It's because we've been lied to around every turn or every corner. You're right. I don't believe things that you say. I'm going to be very skeptical, and I do think that you know, that there are people out there that are you know, willing to do me wrong, you know, at any chance they get. So you mm-hmm. know, yeah. um, I mean, you know. Back to the martial arts part of it. I mean, for example, my lineage. Mm-hmm. You know, my black belt came from Jerry Todd, mm-hmm. Canterbury, England. You know, I also have a, a signature on the black belt certificate from, you know, Professor Bill Rankin from England. Those things and. and and Mr. Rankin's been dead now for about 15 years. He was 92 when he died. So obviously he probably, even if he were still alive, he probably wouldn't be teaching at the, at the ripe young age of 107. Right. You want to check me out? I can give you the man's email address. And if, you know, if you really want to get cussed out by him, I'll give you his phone number. <laughs> yeah. He'll, he'll lay claim to me. Yeah. He'll lay siege to your ass afterwards, but he will lay claim to me. And which makes my lineage very easy to follow. Yes. Because I mean, I'm know, under you. Well, <laughs> so. you know, and, you know, for those of you who are on their question, question Glenn's lineage, uh, I stood right in front of my instructor on my wedding night and vouched for him and um, after his exam with me, and he was promoted to black belt. Yep. Is there anything I've said that is not factual? No, absolutely not. I okay. remember it like it was yesterday, even though so, it was – he let 10 years ago, uh, ten nine years, years ago. ago, 10 years ago, right? ten. climb out upon 10 years. So, 10 years, yeah. Uh, but you know, you can go on and I'm not kidding. There's actually, there's actually websites that you can go on now, like that fake name generators where they will generate names and addresses and email addresses and credit card numbers and you name it. And it is getting very, very easy for people. I mean, black belts, military, I'm, mean, I was a member of a of a of a clandestine mercenary organization. Well, that's easy because nobody can prove that. Yeah. 
they they can neither refute that nor nor prove it. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, we have a gentleman close to where we mm-hmm. live that I would very like I would very much like to train with named Nick Hughes. Yes. Uh, uh, former foreign legion guy. The French Foreign Legion has done a lot of things in the in the private security sector. Legit, can prove everything he says. Yep. But you think of the number of people that will come up and say, "Well, I served in in you know in, in certain type of mercenary organization," and I'm not saying the, the Foreign Legion is they technically are, but I'm not going to say that. that. That I think it's a little bit disrespectful to those folks. How are you going to prove it? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, you know, with 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 what we have going on in the world, you know, I was I've been listening to a couple podcasts recently and a couple of audio books. And because our world has become so interconnected. You know, with with the Internet, with, you know, with, with, you know, and I hate to use this term, but globalization, it's it's very easy now for people to try to pass them off as something or not, because you're only, it's, it's only going to be a 50-50 shot if somebody's either going to say, okay, we're going to check this guy, or we're going to take the actual time and effort to check this person out, yeah. or they're just going to get drowned out by all the information. Yeah. Uh, but what got me started on this was there's a, and folks, I, yeah, I have to apologize to you because I, I can't divulge what where I was working and what I was doing. So I, I just can't do that for confidentiality reasons. But there's an individual that, that I've been forced to work with over the past few weeks that I have some major concerns with about, about claims they're making about their professional past. Because what I'm seeing with my eyes and hearing with my ears and witnessing from a professional lens is not matching up what I'm seeing in real life. Right. But when you're criticizing people that I have witnessed what they are doing and, you know, and and whether or not it's good, bad, or indifferent is irrelevant, I have witnessed what these individuals can do. Mm -hmm. And when you have a person whose dubious qualifications when that person is, is, is criticizing what I have witnessed, mm. I take that person. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I totally reject the sense, you know, that, you know, when you have a, a, an employer, well, this is not personal, this is professional. No, it is personal because you're threatening my livelihood. Right. There is no separation in personal and professional. Let's get that right out here now. Because when you're threatening my, my ability to provide for my family and, 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 and feed my son. Yes, you are taking you. That is personal. Make no mistake about it. Yep. And when you have people who are, are putting themselves out to be something they're not, and thereby putting me in positions of, 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 in my business danger <laughs> of, of, of yes, physical danger. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's I, I kind of tend to take that a little bit personally. Yeah. You know, we have, my opinion, also that's a little bit, uh, a little bit pretentious and phony as well on behalf of some professionals. Well, this is this is not aimed at you personally. 
Yeah, it is. <laughs> Are well, you uh, well, that that's just the way that's their way of trying to to you know okay this you know I I'm, there's no way that I could compete with this person on a professional level and I really probably think he probably kneecapped me given given adequate circumstances. So right. I'm just going to try to to reduce the, the his damage control, right? Yeah. You know, I was making a joke to a, a guy one time who was a, a, a manager. He he said I said. So when this guy comes back and, and, and breaks your legs about every six weeks because you fired him and took his, his livelihood away from him, is that personal or professional? <laughs> well, that's not right. I'm like, well, well, how's it right? I said, you know, yeah, you've impacted him over the next 25 years of his life. Yeah. So show me where there is not a moral equivalency to this. You know, this whole business in America about, you know, let me ask you this, Glenn. You know, if you quit your job today, mm-hmm. what are you likely? You know, if you find a better opportunity, you're going to go in and talk to your boss. What are you going? What are you going to do? You're going to turn in a notice. Okay. Are they going to give you a notice to fire you? No. Okay. Then who the hell do they think they are? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Good point. I mean, you want me to tell you, give you two weeks to find an adequate replacement, which there's absolutely no way under the sun that's going to happen. Right, but you you demand two weeks. But if I if and and it could be my fault or nobody's fault. But if you're going to fire me, they say we won't. Well, I'm not going to give you no notice. But just who the hell do you think you are? I'm the one that made you your profits. Yeah, very good, very good point, man. <laughs> very good point. <laughs> you know, now tell me that's not phony. That is that is yeah. Not only phony, it's shitty. <laughs> so, oh. Uh, um, you know, that's the reason I like being, I, 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 that is the beauty of, of being self-employed is because if my boss is an asshole, I've only got one person to blame, and that's looking <laughs> in the mirror. There you go. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, look at, looking back and kind of jumping back over to the self-defense, self-protection side of this, think about phonies, you know, let's take a young lady, young ladies, they go out there and they, they, they meet a guy. You know, he's just Mr. Right, and he is just too good to be true. And that right there is a key statement, too good to be true. You know, puts him out to be somebody he's not. He's a phony. And then it may be a case where it gets them hurt in the long run. Uh, Something happens to them in the long run because they were dealing with somebody that was basically pumping out a bunch of lies, but they were going to, they can do this, do that. They're going to take them to this, do that. You know, building a charade. Um with you know with malintent and so so you're dealing with phonies or dealing with people who are not being straight about who they are what their intentions are um it can have a detrimental effect to to your personal well-being you know of course and so you know, I, you know obviously learning yeah as you get older as we get older you know I, i'll take you know a high school kid or a college kid their bullshit meter is not there yet but when you get our age yeah, you, know, you you tend to hone in the bullshit meter pretty good. Dude, I gotta change the batteries of mine about every forty five minutes. <laughs> you know. And so you you have a tendency to see things better. And, and, and don't get me wrong, there's people our age that are still totally oblivious. You know, they they're they're middle aged adults that that still live you know, they they live in Facebook and live in La La Land. But for those individuals that, you know, pay attention you know, that have a, 
just that the inherent skill of okay, hearing somebody say something, you know, and right away the little you know, always talk about the little guy on the shoulder, you know, that intuition, you know, listen to it. Now, this person's full of shit, you know, and, and like you tell in all of our women's seminars, you know, women have a way better bullshit meter than guys do. But here's the problem: they just don't listen to it. it. Yeah, they don't listen to it. You know, they get know, overtaken by feeling and emotion. And they don't listen to the little the little the little partner on the shoulder going, "Hey, wait a minute." You know, we, I mean, you can make all kinds of sexist and, and, and misogynist jokes about this, you know, and I ain't about to step in that. No, 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 no. But, you know, generally, you know, the little the, the little guy on my shoulder is a KGB agent. <laughs> you know, you don't. But, but. Oh, my God. You, you know, he just, you know, you just don't really know what to believe. But at the yeah. same time, there, there's, there's, there's a, there's a message there. But, but, you know, I've. I think the big thing about being something you're not or, or, or saying you've done something that you haven't. And I think that's probably more prevalent, you know, yeah. people taking credit for things they have not done, but or taking credit for other people's work, you know, coming back to my academic training, as far as, you know, with my peers, you know, by, you know, and, and, Academic research, it doesn't have to be in just criminology, mm-hmm. it can be sociology, it can be in the medical field. You got this thing called peer review mm-hmm. where the people who share your common background and your academic training and, and they look at your work to make sure it's 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 sound. It, it, you know, it, it's methodolo- I mean, the methodology sound, the, the reasoning sound. The problem with that is is these people that are my supposedly my peers are full of shit. <laughs> You know, you know, as a criminologist, we deal a lot with theory, and 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 what I'm I've noticed I, because I bought a very rare criminology book this this week that I got. It was from the former East Germany. Okay. And I just bought it out of out of just sheer curiosity. But what I'm noticing is everybody's breaking down the root causes of crime to economics. And a byproduct of that product, the product of that is politics. Hmm. The problem with that is, is you're approaching the you're approaching the problem from the wrong frame of reference. The root cause of problem uh, of crime, yes, money may be an issue. Yes, you, there may be class struggle, this that, and the other. But the problem with 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 how we treat one another is evil. Hmm. Is morality. Yeah, correct. You know, you, you can take a school of, of thought, you know, well, it's because of, of a class struggle. It's because of how this person came up in a disadvantaged community. But that really does not explain why he he raped a woman at knife point and left her for dead and didn't take so much as a glass of orange juice out of the house. Yeah, that's evil. Yes, it is. So... When you approach life in general from the standpoint of dishonesty, everything you do past that point is going to be dishonest. Yeah. You know, it's just like in our legal system, it's a concept called the fruit of the poisonous tree. Whereas a police officer, well, theoretically anyway, because the Constitution is done, you know, you, you, you know, I think what we ought to do is make some toilet paper with the United States Constitution printed on it because that's what that's about equivalent to now. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it's been ignored for so long. But under the original principles, mm-hmm. 
is if a police officer gathered evidence from you to try to convict you of a crime and it was done illegally, meaning against the rules, mm-hmm. they couldn't use it against you because anything they gained from that illegal act onward was considered tainted. Well, that applies to life as well. Yeah. I mean, cause think about this, Glenn. I mean, think of it at random of somebody that has ever lied to you. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, you may get over it, get past it, and, and go on about, you know, the relationship with that person. But, but tell me if I'm wrong. But it's always going to be in the back of your mind. Yeah, lied to me once, so they'll do it again. Right. <clears throat> so, what's the difference? I mean, you know, now we're we're when you approach life in general from the standpoint of dishonesty, of deceit, which is what being a phony is. You can't undo that. Right. You, you just can't. My soapbox broke. Oh, no. <laughs> I, uh, I just, you know. But you're right. I, I mean, was, you're, you're absolutely right, man, because people, you know, once you go down that path, there's really no point of return. Um, yeah. you, you sowed those seeds and they're going to grow, you know. Um, you know, but especially, and I've, I've been struggling with this a lot recently because for those of you who have, you know, I've, I've kind of abandoned the blog right now because I just, number one, I'm a type person that, you know, on social media or podcasting or or YouTube, if you don't have anything of value to say, shut the fuck up, (laughs) you know, I will take 100% responsibility for what I'm about to say because, ladies and gentlemen, this was not Glenn's fault. But I got some very bad advice one time from a, from a person who was a, quote, content expert online. Content is credibility. That's not true. Good content is credibility. Hmm. But if you're just opening your mouth opening your, to open your mouth, well, what what are you adding of value to the conversation? Noise. So not only you've got people who number one they've got dubious credentials that are running their mouth, but now you got somebody who, for whatever reason, just has to have something to say. You know, so I'm I'm actually reevaluating a lot of that on, on what we do. You know, on my end of the house and together with you is because. How much do, how, can you speak so much truth that somebody that it gets drowned out by other people's bullshit? Yeah, I mean, think about this. I think you probably know, the majority of the internet's that way. You know, for those of you who have been following us for the last, for the recent past, you know that I, I have a, a very severe allergic reaction to the term situational awareness. <laughs> and that's all you hear. Yeah. Situation where this situation where well you know you know if you're in a in a neighborhood that looks like you know that would make Beirut Lebanon look like Beverly Hills of course you're going to be in a bad situation yeah but that's what the so-called learned minds and professionals of our day see as the buzzword to make themselves look professional and intelligent and with you wouldn't be in a bad situation yeah. If you really knew what you were doing, 
Right. You know, yeah, you, you train know, to avoid the situations. You know, that would be being like you and I teaching, okay, we're going to teach a class full of women, you know, okay, we're going to proceed on the assumption that you're going to you're going to marry some guy who is a serial wife abuser or worse, a serial rapist. Here's how you get out of it. Well, news, why don't you just not get in it to begin with? That's right. Yeah, now, exactly. who's the, now who's the fraud? It, it's, exactly. It's it's uh, the common sense has left the building. It left the building uh, a long time ago. I mean, you know, okay, yeah, you know. Well, you know, I knew when I found three dead women in the freezer in his house, you know, I thought that was a very, you know, everybody has bad days. Yeah. No, 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 they don't. Not to that level. <laughs> Not to that level. <laughs> That's a you problem. Know, and, you know, anybody, I mean, I'm going to throw dirt on that, on that ground. You know, if you're teaching people to overlook things in deference to make your own point, you got blood on your hands. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a big problem in our industry. Yep. And not even martial arts. I'm talking about security as a whole. Yes. You know, let's think about this because a lot, a lot, what, you know, the path I've been going down recently was instead of, you know, how many people like this executive protection, because that's a big buzzword now. Okay. Let's think about this realistically. How many people do you know that you, and you've dealt with a lot of prominent people in your, in your profession then, so I want you to think about this. Mm-hmm. How many people have you met that require 24-7 protection from a security team? Nobody. Okay. Point taken. How many people have you, and, and you know, because you we both met some people like this. Mm-hmm. With what we would charge to do that, just working solo, that would not mean, you know, if, if you and I put together a team. I mean, people can be afford that. Very, very okay. few. All right. So a lot of people, you know, I, I've had a lot of people make, oh, you go to comic book conventions. and I'm, Well, I go there for a reason because I'm not there just to get autographs. I'm there to watch people. Mm-hmm. Now, the times you've gone to places like that, mm-hmm. and you've 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 met some very high profile people, have you not? Yes. How many times did you see a lot of those people that have been in very very famous movies walk through the door or walk out the door with a quote unquote executive protection agent with them? Hardly any. I saw it once. <laughs> yeah. So. My question then becomes, okay, are, are, are you just, are you, are you, are you peddling a package of lies and how the hell are you making a living on this? Hmm. People being gullible. Okay. Now who's the phony? Because yeah. my opinion on that is, is if I teach this client how to take care of themselves and how to not to get in situations to begin with, they don't need you. That's right. And who's likely to get repeat business? That's yeah, well, right. I can tell you that because my phone's still ringing. Yeah. Couldn't have said just, truer just, words. Just, I love it. Folks, just just be who you are. That That's the main, I mean, I am not going to claim to be, well, you know, hey, I was the punter for the Atlanta Falcons. 
No, I can say that. Does that make it true? And, and anybody who <laughs> who who is, I mean, you know, hey, I was a Formula One race car driver. Somebody can debunk that within a matter of, of by the time we got done with this podcast. Yeah. So what does it gain? It the question I don't think on being a fraud is it, it's not what it what what you gain from it. It's what are you trying to hide within yourself? Yeah. Because I mean, What's now this with? is a this is a very clinical diagnosis. Because there's something wrong with you. You're trying to cover up. Yeah. Yeah. What, what are you hiding? What, yeah. are you, what, what What's What's behind the curtain there that you that you really don't want people to see? Yeah. It's kind of like you know the the when I talk about phonies and frauds, it's kind of like this. You know, if a dog takes a dump in the floor and you just throw the carpet over it, boy, is it still there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, it is. You know, mm-hmm. and you eventually you're going to find out. You just got to peel back the carpet. Yep. That's what being a fraud is. You know, for all of you Navy SEALs out there, knock it off, man. And for all of you black, knock it off. You're not fooling anybody. Yeah. Just, you know, nobody's going to think less of you because, you know, you know, like me. I was a Navy intelligence specialist. And then after 9-11, I became a master at arms, which is their version of the police, military police. If that makes me less of a of a service member, if that makes me less of a man, hey, I'm I'm cool with that. But that's what I did. You know, my black belt, I can I can show. And, you know, does that make I'm not a BJJ black belt? I've never fought in a cage. Uh, I'm like you. I've never fought in a kickboxing ring. You have. If that makes me less of a martial artist, okay, fine. But that's what I've done. Yeah. Be who you are, man. Right. That's all you got. I mean, people need to be who they are. You know, you know. I, I think a lot of people accolades for for putting nothing into it. But, but uh, yeah. no, I'm not going to fault anybody. You know, if you got some guy that you meet that comes into your karate class, and I say, what do you do? You know, hey, you know, uh, I'm a data analyst for an insurance company. Fantastic. <clears throat> right. You know, but I mean, but the next thing you know, if this guy, well, I'm a data analyst for an insurance company, but, but shh, you know, I, I used to crunch numbers for the CIA. <laughs> Why? Here we go. Here we go. Off to the races. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, ultimately we wanted to bring this up today because the message is, you know, like, like Corbett was saying, be yourself. You don't have to be that, you know, now if you put the work in and you've earned it, absolutely, you know, raise your flag. Own it, absolutely. But God you know, bless you. But you know, if you haven't, you know, don't don't blow smoke at people's ass because eventually somebody's going they're going they're going they're going to put your fire out, and uh, uh, it's just a matter of time. Again, uh, I, mean, I, I, I encourage everybody to go watch Don Shipley, former Buds One Thirty One. Trust me, it, it's well worth the watch. But uh, you know, well, I mean, honestly, just for the sheer entertainment value, I honestly wish somebody would probably turn somebody like me and you in as a Navy SEAL and have him call us just to see what he would do and say, oh, are you, you a talk Navy to SEAL? Him. <laughs> the what the hell are you talking about, man? No, I'm not man. a damn Navy SEAL. Why are you calling me for? I'm trying to sleep. Just to watch his reaction. You know, oh, yeah. I mean. Yeah, he, he's a, uh, but then we get to talk to him. Maybe that's the way we can <laughs> exactly. stick our way to get to talk to him. But, 
he would be a good good individual to talk to. I mean, he posts other stuff on there. It's him and his wife. They'll just do silly shit. I mean, on top of that, they they put a little comedy into it. But uh, again, well worth I mean, the free plug. He's a, I've never talked to the man. Don't don't know nothing about the man. But um, free plug for his channel because uh, it's good stuff. And I think you know. And, and, and in defense it. of those guys, I've I've. When I was in the military, I had a, I had an opportunity to meet a couple of those guys. They're very humble people, mm-hmm. you know, and they've earned their they've earned their place. You know, don't disrespect them, them by by claiming something that that they've earned that you haven't. Yeah, and you, you make it, you make a good point about them being humble. You think about and let's just go back to the martial arts for a minute. You know. They're the, the people that we know that have walked the path and put in that time and are just absolutely magnificent individuals that I would say, are for, for lack of a better term, are that can be very dangerous had they want to be, um, are very humble, humble people. They don't have anything to prove. And I think that's a sure sign. If somebody's braggadocious, that's, again, red flag. <laughs> the people that know what they're doing, they don't have to tell you. It's just like my son. You know, my son's 12 years old, and he's taking karate, not for me. Now, I can teach him, but but the reasons I did that is because he needs to be around other children. Right. You know, he needs to, to understand that, you know, that, you know, that dad ain't the only one on the planet that does this. Yep. He got his yellow belt last night. Awesome. You know. Does that threaten me as a martial artist, as a black belt? Absolutely not. I'm grateful to this man. Yeah. Because that only makes my son better. Yeah. Now, do I agree with uh, with the curriculum? Uh, of course not. I mean, you know, I mean, and I, I'm not saying that to be negative. I mean, it, it's not, it wouldn't be something I did if it was me. Right. But I'm grateful to him because he's helping making my son a better man. He's got an environment where my son can thrive. And, you know, I've got nothing to put praise for people like it. Yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah. You know, I'm, I I don't have to prove or, or, or or defend what I've done in the martial arts. I mean, like I said, if you want to, if you want that verification, I can put you in contact with the man and let him do what he has to do. Right. I don't have to do that. Yeah. I don't, you know. I'm not a Navy SEAL. I'm not a Green Beret, and I'm, you know, some. I'm probably not even that great of a martial artist. Yeah, but, I, I'll stand up, know, stand up for not, you on that one. But I, I'm not. I mean, I'm just. I do what I do. Just based on what I, I've I've witnessed over the last decade and a half. I, I just, you know, I, I'm I'm just a guy that that gets up and goes to work like every one of you out there, or and and you mm-hmm. ladies too. I'm, I'm I'm no different than you are. I just made some different choices in my life. I'm no better or any worse than any one of you. Great message. Great message. And I would love for you guys, if you want any of you guys out there want to share comments, you know, got the comment section down below. Feel free to share any uh, stories you, you've had if you've ran into some phonies or people that are full of shit um, in your past or currently. Um, you know, share with us. We'd love to hear the stories. We'd love to hear, love to talk about it. But, uh, uh, good message today, man. I like I like the content. That was that was good stuff. 
Yeah, that, that tonight it was sort of Corbett's idea to run down that path tonight, and uh, I'm glad we did because it, it was a good conversation. Yes. But uh, you know, I'm gonna. I think what I'm gonna do now is I'm gonna go uh, put on my camouflage face paint, and uh, I might go low crawl through the woods for about 45 minutes. And just, just, just so I can. Just, just because you can. Yeah, why not? You know, I mean, everybody else is an Navy so Why the hell can't I be? God Almighty! Oh, shit! It's, it's getting late, ain't it? <laughs> it's getting late. <laughs> it's getting squirrely. But uh, anyway, uh, with that said, you guys, please make sure you hit that like, subscribe, notif- notification bell, and uh, you know, tune in each week with us. You know, we 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 get at least one up every week, and uh, uh, hopefully, we'd like to get more up. And obviously, when our schedules can start getting more back in line again, we'll we'll get more up. And again, still plan on having some more weapon stuff going on here in the near future. So. A couple other little surprises in the near future. So you guys, please uh, please stay with us, and we do appreciate every one of you out there. So until next time, you got anything else? No, just like you said, I'm, I'm grateful to all of you. Uh, you know, if it wasn't for people listening to us on our crazy rants, there'd be no reason for us to be doing this. But uh, I love it. It's, kin, it's kinship. Yep. It's kinship. You know, y'all, y'all are fantastic people. I have nothing but, you know, I wish every one of you out there nothing but happiness in life. And, uh, and, and I'm glad to be here with you. Yeah. And with that said, all you guys, please be safe, and we'll see you next time. Y'all take care.